From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. I'm Father Dan Donovan. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contribution from two donors. The first is the estate of Michael Farrell of St. Albans, Newfoundland, for Martin and Agnes Farrell and their descendants, both living and deceased. The second is the anonymous donor from New York, from East York, for comfort and peace for all. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us now acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, whom, taught by the Holy Spirit, we dare to call our Father, Bring, we pray, to perfection in our hearts the spirit of adoption as your sons and daughters, that we may merit to enter into the inheritance which you have promised. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, In the following instructions, I do not commend you, because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. For to begin with, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and to some extent I believe it. Indeed, there have have to be factions among you, for only so will it become clear who among you are genuine. When you come together, It is not really to eat the Lord's Supper, for when the time comes to eat, each of you goes ahead with your own supper, and one goes hungry and another becomes drunk. What? Do you not have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you show contempt for the Church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What should I say to you? Should I commend you? In this matter, I do not commend you. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you can drink it, in remembrance of me. 
For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to the Lord. After Jesus had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered the town of Capernaum. A centurion there had a slave whom he valued highly and who was ill and close to death. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders to him, asking him to come and heal his slave. When they came to Jesus, the elders appealed to him earnestly, saying, He is worthy of having you do this for him, for he loves our people. And it is he who built our synagogue for us. And Jesus went with them, but when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you but only speak the word and let my servant be healed. 
For I also am a man set under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and the slave does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at the centurion, and turning to the crowd that followed him, he said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. The Gospel of the Lord. The two letters we have of Paul to the Corinthians reveal some of the tensions that mark the life of the Corinthian church in its early years. We hear about moral failures, as well as conflicts about church leaders and church life. The reading we heard a moment ago shows how even the Eucharist became for many an occasion of division. In the first several decades of the church history, the Eucharist was celebrated within the context of a meal. In Corinth, it seems to have taken place in the home of one of the wealthier members of the community, a home large enough to make the gathering of a good-sized community possible. Paul has received reports about how the Eucharist is being abused. Well-to-do members of the community are tending to arrive early and to proceed to share with their friends in a rather substantial meal while the poor wait for them to finish before the Eucharistic celebration itself could begin. In Paul's eyes, their behavior stands in stark contrast to the nature of the Eucharist as a celebration of and for the community. Slightly earlier in the letter, Paul spells it in a few phrases the heart of what believers gather to celebrate. After recalling that the Eucharistic bread and wine are a sharing in the body and blood of Jesus, he draws out one of its fundamental characteristics. Because there is one bread, he says, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. The Greek word often translated in this context as sharing can also be translated as communion. Although many of us use that word almost exclusively for our reception of the Eucharistic bread, it points to our deepening union, not only with Christ, but with one another. It is this community dimension of the sacrament that enables Paul to say to the Corinthians that when they gather for their weekly celebration, it is not really the Lord's Supper that they celebrate. Far from deepening the bond that unites them, the selfishness of a few is undermining their communion with Jesus and with the community of the church. It is not by chance that in the first letter to the Corinthians, Paul introduces for the first time the image of the church as the body of Christ, and that he does it within the context of trying to address issues which has arisen around the Eucharist. The church and the Eucharist are inseparable. It is no exaggeration to say that the church exists in order to celebrate the Eucharist, and in doing so to recall and give thanks for 
the saving death and resurrection of Jesus. If the church makes the Eucharist, the Eucharist makes the church. The Eucharist exists, among other things, to build up the community of the faithful through an encounter with the risen Christ, who gives himself to us as a living bread, as the bread of life. In gathering a community of faith, we leave behind the social, economic, ethnic, and other differences that exist among us. We leave them behind in order to celebrate, renew, and deepen the bond that unites us to Christ and to one another. The Eucharistic body of Christ builds up the ecclesial body of Christ, which is the church. The abuse that is developed in the Corinthian church undermines the religious life of the whole community. Not only do they eat while the poor wait, in some cases they drink to such a point that they become drunk. Do you not have homes to eat and drink in, Paul asks, or do you show contempt for the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? At least some members of the church in Corinth seem to have forgotten what the Eucharist is and why Jesus instituted it. Instead of building up the community, their way of celebrating it is tearing it down. It is to this development that Paul is referring when he says that their actions show contempt for the church and especially for its purer, poorer members. Having focused up to this point on what was gone wrong in Corinth, Paul now turns to the challenge of encouraging those whose actions are undermining the celebration to undergo a conversion of mind and heart to the point that the way they live and act will reflect the true nature of the Eucharist. Paul reminds them and us how and when Jesus instituted the Eucharist and what he said and did in doing so. It is by meditating on that event and on those words that we are able to deepen our understanding of the Eucharist and of its implications for the life of those who celebrate it. Paul affirms in his account of the Last Supper and of the words of Jesus over the bread and wine have come down to him in the tradition of the church. Twice he quotes Jesus as saying that we are to do what he did and to do it in remembrance of him. The biblical sense of remembrance involves a bringing of the past in its power for life into the present. In this case, what becomes present in our celebration is the person of Jesus in the very act of his self-giving love for us. To remember this as we celebrate the Eucharist is to seek to be transformed by it. The question Paul raises here is how people who share in the Eucharist can act in ways that are so radically at odds with it and with the life and teaching of Jesus that stand behind it. Paul adds a brief reflection of his own to the words of Jesus. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim 
the Lord's death until he comes. It is in the Eucharist that we encounter in a privileged way the saving power of the death and resurrection of Jesus. As we remember what he did for us, we are invited to renew our commitment to him and to his way of life. Our sharing, our communion in the Eucharistic bread and wine builds us up as the body of Christ, as a community of faith and love. Let us now in faith and trust present before God our needs. For all of us that are sharing in this Eucharist will deepen the bond that unites us to Jesus and to one another. Let us pray to the Lord. For all those in our daily TV Mass community who are dedicated to the care of the sick, may they receive the grace to continue their ministry of compassion and caring with hope and joy. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For an end to war and to the killing and the destructiveness that it brings in its wake, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For all of us that we will be able to recognize our common humanity beneath all the social, economic, racial, and religious differences that mark the human family. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For Pope Francis and for those who collaborate with him in his efforts to renew the life of the church, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Gracious God, we ask you to hear and grant these prayers as well as the more personal ones that each one of us has in his or her own heart. All this we pray through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Through to the earth and work of human hands it will become for us the bread of life. Gracious God. By the mingling of this water and wine, become partakers of his divinity, became partaker of our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Gracious God, wash me from my sins, cleanse me from my iniquity. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be made acceptable to God, the Father Almighty. Be pleased, O Lord, to accept the offerings of your church, for in your mercy you have given them to be offered, and by your power you transform them into the mystery of our salvation, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. 
It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For just as through your beloved Son you created the human race, so also with him, through him, with great goodness, you formed it anew. And so it is right that all your creatures serve you, all the redeemed praise you, and all your saints with one heart bless you. Therefore, we too extol you with all the angels as in joyful celebration we acclaim. indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and Thomas, our Bishop, and all, all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, 
we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. The Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not upon our sins, but upon the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. And let us offer one another a sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart, as though you were already there. I embrace you 
and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. May the communion in your sacrament which we have consumed save us, O Lord, and confirm us in the light of your truth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass.